Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. everyone. Welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Switzer. I am your host and I am the Clydesdale. We love to do fitness and these are my friends. Tonight I have Amy and Kat as always and Hi. we have our special guest and sponsor Dave Newman. Dave, how you doing? Doing great guys. Thanks for having me. So we so appreciate you coming on. Um, it's a great time of the month to kind of get some questions to you from our audience and get some feedback from you. And where I'm going to start with is last time we were on was before phase one of the games and you had a little secret in your back pocket uh, that you didn't let on to, but you sponsored awful Annie uh, at phase one of the CrossFit games. Yeah. So do you want to tell us how that kind of came about and did you have any decision-making in to making that a drag rope? Um, no decision-making whatsoever. So um, for the last, I don't know how many years, I would send ropes to Dave Castro. Uh, he used to live down close to me in, in Southern California. So I would, you know, uh, a few years back, uh, Zeus rope was our half pound, you know, cable jump rope. Um, and I, I, mail, I would mail them to his house and say, Dave, you know, a little note, try these out. Like, these are great. It's a, a great training stimulus. I know a lot of people aren't, uh, aren't using them yet. And, um, and it, it's happened actually, I'm, I'm almost batting a thousand in a sense that each time I've done that, you know, he's super busy, so I don't fault him at all, but you know, it, it always falls to the wayside and I don't hear back from him for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, back in 2016, when I sent him Zeus ropes, you know, he finally came down to our, our headquarters here and uh, he was doing drop-ins at all the affiliates. And so he wanted to pop in and do a workout with us. So we had him do a workout with the Zeus ropes and he was blown away. Like he goes, you know, man, that was awesome. Um, and, and so um, I didn't hear from him for a while and they ended up putting heavy ropes in the 2016 games. And that was a year that we were a, a bigger sponsor. And it was the last year at the um, Carson, you know, um, uh, uh, StubHub Center. And they put heavy ropes in, but they used rogues heavy rope they didn't use ours and he wanted to use ours he sent me a nice note saying hey i really i wanted to use the zeus but you know rogue wanted to use their rope and so everybody thought it was our rope anyway and they we sold out so it worked out great um <laughs> so you know uh i asked dave's permission i'm like well can i get credit for in influencing or inspiring you to you know use the heavy rope he said absolutely so so we we got to get that one in there in 2016 and then um 
a few months back, I sent him a pack of drag ropes and I sent one straight to his house and I sent the other set to the ranch with a nice little note, same thing. And, um, and you know, and I added in the note that, you know, Rogue, we, we've been, had a great relationship with Rogue for over a decade. They've been selling our jump ropes, uh, you know, since 2010 and, um, and they sell our drag ropes. So I put a note in there saying, hey, you know, Rogue sells our, our drag ropes. So hopefully Bill and Katie wouldn't mind, you know, putting these in there. Um, so I didn't hear from him again. He, he, he literally told me they sat in the corner of his office for a couple months. And then he finally was uh, heading to the airport to go meet with Eric Rosa and Nicole Carroll, happened to open the package, saw what was there, threw it in his travel bag, went to uh, Boulder and decided to uh, challenge Eric Rosa and Nicole Carroll to a double under contest. And he said, look, I've never used these. They were still packaged up in their packaging. So it will all be from scratch, all three of us. So they uh, did a little contest, first one to 100 double unders. Dave won and, uh, and they filmed it and tag tagged us on social media. And then he and I had a little conversation about it. And, you know, very just superficial. And then a few weeks later, after that, he called me up and said, we want to use a drag rope. Let's make it happen. We're like, cool, whatever you need, we'll, uh, we'll be there. So, yeah, we sent, them, we sent them all to Rogue, and they got sent all over the world to the different judges and whatnot who, who hand-carried them in. So none of the athletes knew. Um, so, yeah, that was super exciting. That was super cool to see that. Well, and Kat and I got a firsthand look at the drag rope at the Masters Fitness Collective. Yeah. Um, because we, I judged, Cat was head judge, and we got to see them in action really close uh, and got to count them. And they're much easier to count than the traditional yep. rope. A lot slower. Yeah, a, yeah. Lot more a lot more visible. You know, uh, you can hear the sound really well and, and a lot slower. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're a lot of fun, but they, uh, they, they put it on the athlete pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but that was cool to see you guys um, in the games, phase one. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so I have, I, the next thing I have for you is a little bit, a little story. Uh, my best friend ordered, listen to the podcast you were on, said, I'm going to order a thicker rope so I can get more uh, resistance in my workout. Did his first workout with the heavier rope and said his calves were so sore and his shoulders were so sore from doing that one workout with the heavy rope. Nice. So kudos to you for, and uh, shout out to Sprinkles. He's the one who uh, did the workout. Uh, but kudos to you for mentioning that as a way to get more resistance in a workout because it was super effective. Cool. Very cool. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I've actually had several athletes, though, actually at the gym come up to me, though, and ask me, hey, should I get a, a thicker rope? But, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to get the double unders. I'm having trouble. And I was like, hey, come on the podcast. Ask about it. And yes, you should. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very cool. Yeah, that's it. You know what? It's a secret weapon, you know. Um, I mean, it shouldn't be a secret. We've been like spouting about it for over a decade now that, you know, just enough resistance, right? Enough resistance allows people to slow down and and that's the big key, right? Is you can feel the rope while it's moving slower. A lighter rope, you have to move it faster. And you know, to get any feeling of resistance, it has to move fast, right? That feeling of inertia. And, um, and then now it's moving too fast for people to, de to develop like good timing. So it just allows you to slow things down and gain awareness. So good deal. Yeah. 
So I have a quick question. When you're switching out the cables, that key ring, the yep. small tiny key ring, is there a trick to getting the cable switched out where uh, you're not ripping your fingernails off? I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fingernails, fingernails are rough, I use, guys. I use a credit card. A credit card works really well. The corner of a credit card and you sort of wow. turn it sideways. That's how I do it. Good. That's smart. I like that's that. MacGyver. MacGyver. Yeah. So this is my little uh, travel tool, tool pouch here that I, I take with me whenever I know I'm going to be around athletes and it has all my tools. But um, so you really can use anything. Credit cards, fantastic. Um, you know, uh, uh, a, nail a nail file or a flat tip screwdriver. We sell a little gizmo uh, it's called a keyring magic. And it's just a simple little, you know, plastic kind of handle that has a thin little metal, kind of like a nail file that, that retracts out. And it just allows you to get between the groove and, and pry it open. Um, but, but if you're a professional, you use these. So Ooh, these wow. little guys, yeah, and we sell these too, but yeah, these are just, they're called split ring pliers. So you can grab them, split them apart to get the cable started. Then you use these to actually grab the, the ring and, and feed it around, you know? So uh, our staff is really fast using, using those tools. But uh, yeah, I know that at fingernail, you could do it, but it's, it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I lost a whole nail, no. Not oh, really, that's but. a great question. That's a good question, though. That is a really good question. Absolutely. You know, honestly, that's one of the um, that key ring and the ability to switch that out is honestly, um, you know, one of the things that I, I keep trying to think of of um, a uh, a correction for, if you will, or something better. But you know, that's one of the pitfalls of having a fixed length rope that won't fail you. You know what I mean? Is that it's you know it's not as quick to to take off or remove, but it's also not as quick to fail when you don't want it to. So, yeah. yeah. And I totally get that. Yeah. So we also had a question from one of our listeners, Michael Anderak, and he wanted to know um, what, what part of the, um, how do I want to say this? I'm trying to paraphrase it. What is the, uh, gosh, I am just brain dead tonight. So what part of your body is going to fail first when you're doing jump ropes or is that dependent on the athlete? Are your calves going to give out first? Are your shoulders going to give out first? If you're doing it with the proper technique, what would that be? Well, there you go. Good. I'm glad you qualified that because that's, you know, let's start with that because there's so many different techniques out there that people are doing things usually inefficiently. Um, so that's really, a, could be a loaded question, but with, with good technique, honestly, most people, it's going to be their, their shoulders, arms and shoulders will fry out. Rarely, you know, rarely do you hear people, stop and try and catch a breather because their legs were too smoked and they couldn't bounce right um although i'm sure that's happened and i'm sure some you know what what was the open workout um that started off with um was it a, is it 150 wall ball into 90 double unders and then muscle ups or something like that yeah right yeah i remember coming off the wall ball and the first time i did that open workout um i was going to just try and go for broke and just max out my wall ball and got i don't know uh, 80 or 90, you know, before I finally broke it up. And by the time I got to the rope, I was, my legs were dead. Like I, I couldn't jump. I needed to take a few seconds and hop around just to kind of get, you know, get the blood flushed out of my legs. So, you know, that does happen, but typically it's usually people fry out, even people with good technique who are just, you know, have a good tempo and, and are efficient. It's usually going to be the, the shoulders and shoulders and arms. Limiting factor was the, the term I was looking for. 
but we got we got there anyway. There you go. Yeah, it all works. Perfect. All right. So Any now questions? we're going to go to our our special video of Amy. And so I'm going to preface this by we did a head to head competition with Amy and Cat. Uh, they did awful Annie. Ooh. Wow. A modified uh, as a modified okay. version of that, just to kind of be able to say how it felt uh, to yeah. go through that. Right. It's a lot of GHD. Uh, yeah, so no that's <laughs> smart. That's yeah. smart. I don't have yeah. one. Sorry. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to pull up the video of Amy. So when she went in, started her double unders, she started spinning like a top. Okay. Hold the phone. She rotates. <laughs> she rotates. I do. But here's the deal. So I. Just so you know, I've come a really long way in my double under journey because I used to donkey kick and then I piked and I yeah. stopped doing that. So now I, I have a thing where I, I do like around the world. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna show you the video and get your impressions of her thing. So I'm gonna share my screen real quick. And okay, there we go. And you guys are covering her up. There we go. All right, can you see her? Uh, there yep. we go, yep. All right, looking good. I don't see is any this turning the right, yet. Is this the right video? No, it's not. Yeah, that's not the right video. That's, that's the one you sent me, Miss Amy. Oh, well, I sent you two, but yes, that was another one where I redid. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect, Amy. You fix your problem. <laughs> but look, that one one side always goes out longer than the other one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you notice your your right hand is pushing farther away from your hip. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Typically, what that's going to do. Actually, I can see it when the rope drops down. Typically, that's going to pull the rope closer to your your opposite side, your left shoe. Okay. Although with that angle, I can't tell. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're going to trip yourself up on that right foot eventually. Well, usually, usually it would be the left foot. If, you're, if your right hand's pushing away, you're kind of pulling all the rope slack to one side. It gets tied on the opposite side. Oh, I see. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and also your left hand is your lower hand. Yeah, so I mean, there's definitely some little balance cues that you can uh, work on to try and even them up just to get some better spacing. But yeah, you definitely have the, the tempo and the rhythm down great. Well, yeah, that was it. But I do, I do a little spinny round thing. Spinning one, huh? Yeah. But you weren't, that was you in that last video, right? Yeah, but I wasn't doing it that time. But let me tell you why I think that time was better is I was filming myself and I was watching myself on the screen. Yeah. So you had to watch yourself. So I think that was helpful, but sometimes I try to pick a point to look at and I'll still start spinning, but I'm still trying <laughs> to look at the point. That is funny. Yeah. That is real funny. It. Hey, if you can do it without tripping and you've got enough uh, room in your gym that, you know, you're not going to trip up with somebody else, then, you yeah. know, whatever. So be it. But, uh, yeah, you, usually we'll just try and start minimizing all the variables in your extremities, right? Because it's, it's, it's just an Im imbalance of either the way you're pushing off the ground uh, with, your, with your feet. So we just try and bring the feet closer together and get them to be one unit. You know, try and get the get the arms brought in a little bit more symmetrical. Um, a lot of times that happens too because one one arm is over revving and that just causes a little bit of okay. you know, shifting. So yeah, there's a couple of things you can play with, but yeah, you did it. Find a focal point and stay on it. Okay. But uh, if you're not tripping, then it's not the end of the world at all. Okay. Cool. Do we get to see cats or what? Well, cat They're actually amazing. was 
<laughs> I will have cats for you next month. I okay. had uh, I had the Evo my Evo handles for this one because oh, nice. I wanted to go fast. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, but my big str I struggle with. Um, I actually have to use a longer rope than what is prescribed for my height. I'm only five two, okay. and I use like the next the next one up, whatever like okay. the five five plus is. Um, right. For some reason, I have to have the rope hit the floor in front of me. I can't have if I don't hear it. And I tend to have my arms up a little bit higher because my arms tire out real fast. And I, you know, I try to correct it, but it's just, I've, be, I've done it for so long now that I'm just in this rhythm where I like to keep my hands up high and I need a longer rope. Yeah. So listen, what I tell everybody is if, if you're, if you're happy with your fitness and you like what you're doing, there's no right. need to change. Right. Absolutely not. Um, you know, it's the people that say, Hey, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm this far, but I, think I can get better and then the, and they're they're ready to kind of go down that lumpy road of regressing a little bit in order to make some improvements so you know I tell people all the time I was just out at Power Monkey last week doing our seminar you know every day and it's like look if you're happy take what we offer you as far as efficiencies and cues and techniques take and use the ones you like discard the ones that you don't like it's your fitness it's whatever you want to do you know so as long as you as long as you keep fitnessing that's all we care about I, th I saw some footage of you guys at Power Monkey. What what is your role there? So I mean, we teach one of the stations. We have the the jump rope or the double under station. Um, you know, Dave Durante. Uh, he um, teaches all of the. Uh, oh, there's one of my there's one of my Power Monkey coaches. Sorry, I didn't balance my phone. <laughs> um, so Dave Durante, you know, former Olympian, uh, gymnastics Olympian. So he teaches um, you know the handstand um, uh, workshop. Chad Vaughn teaches the snatch or clean and jerk. Uh, a whole other cadre of, of gymnastic coaches teach muscle ups, pull ups. Um, you know all the different gymnastics movements. We have a, a, a you know two time Olympian and gold medal winning rowers teaching a rowing station. So we're the little station that teaches jump rope, and um, and uh, yeah, and we're a sponsor. We've been a sponsor from the beginning. You know, and those, those guys had the concept. Uh, like back in 2013 and, and brought it to me and said, Hey, we have this idea. Like, what do you think? And I'm like, it's amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm in, let's go. What do we need to do? And we sponsored it and promoted it, brought a bunch of athletes along and, and um, it is just a great, great time. Yeah. So that's what we do. And we have a good time. A lot of fun. I want to go. I want to do that so badly. I want to go. You know what? It's like, it'll that'd be, be like my fantasy camp week, you know? And it, you may not only go once. We have so many campers that come back again. Um, I mean, multiple visits. And uh, because it, it's a super fun week. It's really a full week of learning, you know. Like, you're not, you're not going there to do workouts and get crushed by coaches. It's not that at all. You go and you learn technique. You learn fundamentals. You learn discipline. Um, and, you know, and then you work out when you want to work out, right? So during each, during each segment, you're, you're, you're active, you know, the coaches have you performing so they can cue you and, and uh, correct you and things like that. Um, but they're not putting you through rigorous workouts or anything like that. Right. So, but in between all the, all the sessions, there's a lot of time to work out. Um, and man, I tell you the first couple of years that, I mean, we've been going to, we've been part of camp for seven years now. We just did our 14th camp. We do two a year, a spring and a fall. And um, you know, first few years, it was, you know, working out was like, you know, candy. Hey, want some candy? Yeah, let's go. Hey, want some candy? Yeah, let's go. And we're just doing wads left and right. 
And finally, I had to get to a point where I'm like, you guys, you kids go work out. I did my one day. I'm, I'm good, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys absolutely should try and come out to it. It's so much fun. So much fun. I mean, there's campfires with s'mores and beer or wine. I'm in. And, and you know sounds, what I mean? Sounds so, like a good team building exercise for the three of us. Yeah, you should probably yeah, get on go. that. Absolutely. I mean, it's not just the learning aspect of it. It's the whole environment and, the, and just the camaraderie in the community. And, you know, we were bummed. This last camp was kind of a, kind of a warm-up, kind of like, you know, COVID warm-up to get new protocols in place and whatnot. So it was a lot smaller, um, uh, you know, attendance level. And we normally have anywhere from, geez, I think our biggest year, we had 17 countries, foreign countries, uh, you know, visitors come participate in the camp they come out like it's a vacation and that just brings so much you know international flavor and uh and energy and this year we didn't have any any foreigners uh you know because of obviously all the travel bans and restrictions so um but it was still super fun camp super fun camp next one will be early may early may of 2021 so okay. around the calendar all right yeah and, and where's that where's the location it's uh, it's in a place called Crossville, Tennessee. So it's thirty minutes east of uh, Mayhem of Cookville, Tennessee. Oh, that's not even Perfect. a bad drive. No, not for us, no, not at all, not at all. And it's uh, when you get there, I mean, you 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 pay your fee and you pay to get yourself there. And once you're on on campus, basically everything. I mean, you 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 have housing. You're gonna stay in a bunkhouse with you know a handful of other people. Um, there's a, a chow hall with, you know, three beautifully prepared meals a day. Uh, so you'll, you'll eat more than like, I literally only eat two meals a day when I go because I end up overeating. It's just too much food. Um, and, uh, and there's a little store that you can get, um, some other little, you know, knickknacks items and everything's covered. You're set. So all you gotta do is pay and get yourself there and, and you're good. You guys will love it. Sounds fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you a week and a half out from phase two of the CrossFit Games, your thoughts about going into the 2020 version of the CrossFit Games. It's a little bit weird. We had to like accommodate uh, the whole COVID thing, but top five women, top five men are going to battle it out in a week and a half. Yeah, man. thoughts? It's going to be exciting. Um, it's going to be pretty exciting just kind of because it's going to be so hyper-focused on just those five. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, you're not going to watch all the earlier heats of people that are kind of on the lower tier just to get to, you know, the kind of, you know, um, the highlight athletes, if you will. And and with a couple of, you know, new new names and faces in the mix, uh, mainly on the guy side, I think, um, be really interesting, you know, having some of these young guns kind of come up and, and uh, show their stuff. So uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I mean, we, we know a lot of the athletes that are, that are there, and a lot of them are, are uh, ambassadors, if not users, of our gear. So, um, so we're, pretty, we're pretty stoked for that. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to be up there uh, helping the, the catering portion of it. Our, our friends that cater the, um, the Power Monkey Camp, and they're the chefs that provide all the, the healthy meals, are catering the games and uh, they asked me to come up and help with logistics and running food to different locations and things like that. So unfortunately I won't get to get inside the bubble. I'll be, you know, outside, outside just handing off and driving away, but at least I'll get to go, you know, hang out and help out and uh, 
So it'll be fun. I can't wait to watch it on the live stream. Yeah, it should be good. It should be real good. Yeah, we're excited. Live competition. It'll be fun. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of good coverage, it sounds like. A lot of really good uh, live stream. And CBS, right, is covering it as well? Right. Yeah. So it yeah. uh, should, be, should be pretty cool. I can imagine with only having, you know, 10 total athletes, um, I, I mean, if, if you go back to whatever year it was, 2014-15, when, when Castro flew everybody from Carson to Aromas, to go yeah. do all those events at Aromas and fly them back. If you think about the logistics of doing that and, and how ballsy that was, and to just have 10 to focus on, I mean, sky's the limit. They could do so many things with those athletes. I mean, I can't even, can't even fathom. Uh, so should be good, should be good. Um, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Well, thank you so much, Dave, for joining us. We appreciate you so much. Uh, the, these, these little... A Wednesday once a month are, are a lot of fun for us. Yeah, yeah me too. Thanks for, for having me on. It's always great catching up with you guys and uh, hearing what's going on. I want to see some more double under videos. All right. We'll yes. And I like more. your shirt. The shirt the shirt looks good on you. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Awesome, guys. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll ask our listeners to send more videos in and, uh, and we'll get those up for you for next time. Yeah, perfect. Would love to. Awesome. We'll see you soon, Dave. Okay, guys. Be good. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Wow, Dave's just—he's just an awesome guy. And uh, don't forget to our listeners, Clydesdale fifteen, all caps, fifteen percent off anything in the store. If you want to rip your nail off getting a new cable and putting it on, uh, or get one of those fancy tools to be able to do it really quick, uh, you can get those too. Credit cards. (laughs) Yeah, you got to use the fancy credit card (laughs) or a nail file. I just don't have a nail file around. Uh, all right, guys. So the CrossFit game schedule is out and published. Oh, and yeah. it looks like a jam-packed three days. And Castro came out today and said, day one will be the biggest day one ever. And since we last talked, he also put out the clue of 2007 or 2020 day one equals 2007 plus more. So we talked last week about what we wanted to see. And I said, I'd like to see something from 2007. And uh, we're getting the whole shebang. You're getting all of it. Yep. <laughs> You're getting all of it. Uh, and, but the one thing I didn't describe correctly, as I've learned this week, is the event that I picked that I wanted, which was the 1,000-meter row, and the 25 pull-ups and seven push jerks, five rounds for, for time, was actually the hopper workout where they drew out of the, the big hopper mm-hmm. and that's what came out. Yep. So it would be really cool if that's what we get. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if there's something on Saturday um, for the live feed. They talk about a 10 minute window from like two o'clock to two ten. They're going to be live streaming. Um, and Armin was saying his theory was that that's going to be the 10 minutes where they go through the hopper and pick the events and announce what's kind of happened at like five o'clock or whatever is the next time slot for them to go, which is interesting. Cause I can't see an event being a 10 minute event. Yeah. Like what could they do in 10 minutes? I don't know. 
And I, and I also heard today that the majority of the events are going to be in Morgan Hills, not at the ranch. Oh. So that the ranch is going to play like a very small role in the actual location venue of the events and that most, most everything else is going to be in the Morgan Hills area. And where is Morgan Hills? Somewhere in California, <laughs> close okay. to Aromas, I would imagine. <laughs> you sounded so confident. I just looked that. it up and, and it said something about California, whatever the county is, Santa Clara County, you know, so it's somewhere nearby. And that, okay. was, that was directly from Dave, so. Um, so basically on Friday, there's an 8 to 9.30 window and all these times are Pacific. So add, oh, crap. Okay. Yeah, so add three hours if you're Eastern time zone. So 8 to 9.30, 11.30 to 1, 2 to 2.10, which makes sense uh, that that could be the hopper, and then 4 to 5.30. Okay. Then on Saturday, you have uh, 10 to noon. And that's on CBS, right? Correct. That is the one time frame Live. that's on CBS, uh, 120 to 210 and 4 to 440. Again, all Pacific. And then Sunday is 10 to 1050, 12 to 1230, and 3 to 4. Dave also mentioned that the final workout is going to be epic. Okay. That was his and you, you can view all of this. That's so, that's so descriptive of, right? uh, you know, sorry, go ahead, Scott. And you can view all this on the games.crossfit.com, Pluto TV, Facebook, and YouTube. Very cool. With the exception of 10 to noon on Saturday, which is on CBS. But the good news, I think, for all of this is that CBS will have their cameras there to film the whole thing. And probably that's what's being used for the stream. And then CBS will have the rights to re-air stuff at a later date. Kind of like those recap shows that we've gotten in the past. Okay. The <laughs> did, did, did we lag a lot there? No. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Um, we'll have one more episode next Wednesday too, where we'll probably learn more and be able to talk a little bit more right before the games. So. Yeah. And we might even have a couple event announcements by then. Yep. All right. So morning chuck up has a uh, guess the finish competition out there. Uh, they kind of did that with phase one to see who was going to qualify for the games. And, uh, and nobody, and nobody, go, nobody, nobody won. Nobody got it. <laughs> so what nope. they've done is they've extended it to phase two. And if you can pick the order on both sides, then you win. Whoa. No pressure. So any initial thoughts? We won't lock you into that as your prediction. I, I, I mean, I'll start. I'm going with Fraser, Medeiros, Olson, Adler, Quant. 
And for the women, I'm going Tia, Haley, Katrin, Brooke, Carrie. All right, here's where I'll go. I'm gonna say Matt, Noah, Justin, Adler, and Sam. On the ladies, I'm gonna say Tia, Katrin, Carrie, Brooke, and Haley. Mm. Sounds good. And you? Guess, guess we can move on. What about yours? Uh, so uh, mine's almost the same as Kat's on the female side. I'll switch four and five and go Quant Adler just to be different. Uh, okay. And then on the, on the female side, I will go... Brooke, Tia, Haley, Katrin, Carrie. Interesting. You're so wrong on that. Look, I just had to disagree with you. (laughs) I'm I'm just tired of of picking the same people to win every year. Yeah. I am too. It just has a different focus. And... She did really well at phase one. I'm just, I'm giving her due and hopefully this is her year. Yeah. I wish she had moved a little bit sooner. Like I wish she had, you know, six more months under her belt at Trivium and, you know, in Nashville doing all that. But yeah, she's looking good. Yeah. I would agree. So, you know, Sarah was a big topic of conversation in phase one. And did you guys see the explanation that came out about why she finished so, so low? Yeah. yeah. So she did a box jump. She missed it. Uh, like we all have done in our past and lost a battle with the box. Uh, got an infection. Uh, that was, they were unable to like clear up until uh, pretty close to phase one. And her cortisol levels were super low, making it uh, making it very hard. I don't know enough about cortisol levels to know how that affects you. I would I would have thought that high cortisol. I know high cortisol is not good either. Right, because that's like high stress, or that's like the stress. Yeah, right. So yeah, yeah, so I don't understand how low would affect you, but maybe it just. Maybe it's too low that you just don't even care. Have no energy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still think she needs coach and she needs to be in a different, you know, training environment. So yeah. cortisol or not. But there was clearly something. I mean, it was completely yeah. uncharacteristic of her, the, her entire performance. So yeah. that it makes sense that there was something going on there. Yeah, I just, I, I feel like she's, She's either making excuses or she's the most snake bitten athlete we have right now. Yeah. Well, you know my theory that I said about during the Titan Games. If I was in the Titan Games and I was losing, I would totally fake an injury. <laughs> right. 
it's, yeah, it's like it's like every 12 year old baseball player or every 12 year old pitcher on the mound that just yeah. starts holding his arm you oh, know when he can't gosh. throw <laughs> my arm hurts <laughs> all right so <laughs> i've probably done that once or twice i'm just trying to move on I, for sure <laughs> right i've seen it a million times yep. all right so um now's the time we're gonna we're gonna check in with everybody Okay. It's it's been a it's been a rough week at the Clydesdale Ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've lost a couple very dear people in the lives of uh, the cast here. Yep. And Kat lost her grandfather uh, last Friday, and on that same day, I lost my dad. And so, we're coping. You know, we're leaning on each other. Uh, so glad to have you guys as friends uh, during this time. Uh, and being able to reach out and talk to you guys, uh, even in the hills of Pennsylvania. Um, when I go on top of the hill to be able to get self-service. Right. Um, but, uh, but we're coping and we're moving on and doing the thing we love to kind of keep moving on. Um, but uh, Kat has a big day tomorrow and my thoughts and prayers are with her. Thank you. And, uh, and we'll get through it as a team. Yeah, we're we're bummed that my grandfather's going to get buried at a uh, veterans cemetery, and he can't. We can't coordinate um, like a proper military burial because of COVID, because that you know we can't. We wanted to do like the color guard and the twenty one gun salute and all that kind of stuff. My mom's kind of bummed that you know we can't do that. So, uh, kind of stinks. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I think November seventh, we're holding a memorial service for my dad. And we okay. are going to be able to have the 21 gun salute because he's a veteran as well. Awesome. And uh, it'll just be uh, at, in the church parking lot mm-hmm. uh, at the memorial service. So um, I don't know. I think that'll be cool. Um, you know, he deserves it. and uh, But it's going to be a sad day. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's a weird time because with COVID, we couldn't have a funeral. Yeah. So... It's just, I, f- I feel bad for anybody who loses somebody during this pandemic because you don't, it's harder to grieve because you don't get the typical uh, times to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a bummer. All right. So other than that, guys doing okay? Yeah. We, college applications are due tomorrow. Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, his essay uh, was due to me on Friday night. I said, I want to see your essay. Let's give it to me Friday so we can like, you know, if we need to make some edits or just change direction, just give me a heads up. I don't want to be doing this at the last minute. Okay, mom, give it to you. So Friday night comes and goes, I don't get an essay. <laughs> I get the, you'll get it on Sunday, mom. You get it on Sunday. Wait, who has somebody turn in a college application on a Friday night? Well, I wanted to see it Friday night <laughs> so that we could work on it because I knew he's not going to work on it over the weekend. Right. Um, and it coincided with an English assignment that was due Sunday night because apparently the essay that he's doing for the English class is going to be the essay that he submits for whatever. Yeah. So Nate's yeah. doing that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the teachers help you out. Yeah. So it was due at 11.59 on Sunday night. And I'm staying up and I said, you know, dude can I see the essay? Can I see the essay? Yeah. You know, he's like, it's going to be a little different than the one I submit to, you know, colleges, but you know, I'm working on it. And then I would just bug him a couple more times. Then I get this text. 
I get, I get his exact words. Well, technically, I don't have to send it to you. It's my essay, not yours. That was the text. And I was like, well, technically, I don't have to pay for college. So don't play this game with me, please. <laughs> Give me your effing essay. <laughs> so I finally got the essay. And we ended up rewriting the whole thing, basically. <laughs> like complete, the, the topic was not appropriate. And <laughs> it was just, it was bad. So we, we, we worked on it last night. <laughs> Oh, so I was lucky there. Submitted. I was yeah. my my daughter's a good writer and yeah, she killed that part of of her application. Mm. I mean, and you know, he's gonna he's gonna get academic money for sure, just his grades and his testing and everything else. But it's like everything has to be perfect because you know, yes, he's getting baseball money, but it's not a hundred percent, and I don't want to pay for college, so it's very important that. You know, we get all this other stuff in. So after tomorrow, I will feel much more relaxed that everything is done. And it's very nerve wracking only applying to one college. Like that's, you know, and, you know, he's got his verbal offer to play baseball and signing days coming up and all that, but it's just weird. I'm like, are you sure? Like we don't, we shouldn't apply somewhere else just in case. And uh, no, just the one place. So it's just, it's an, it's an unusual experience. Wow. So, Amy, uh, I heard you caused a stir. I did. Uh, a little social media. Oh. Oh, we going there? That. Yeah, we can go there. Sweet. Okay, go ahead. So. And I have copies that I can show on a screen share. Okay. If you'd like to. Sure. So, do you want me to show the first one? Sure. So, Kat shared in our group text something that she saw on social media. And she was, you know, just saying that, wow, this is kind of shocking slash not shocking. Um, but, and it left me like unsettled and there's some things I get super passionate about and like something about seeing this triggered some of that passion. So I was like, Psh, I'm going to rewrite this thing to make myself feel better, you know? So this was, um, it was up there and, um, this was the first thing, so it's a, I'm going to read it because I think you need to hear it. Um, so you can't help everyone. Oh, so go back. So this was listed on a social media page, and it said Life Coaching 101. Okay. It says, and this is from um, a, a level four CrossFit coach. Seminar staff. Seminar staff. You can't help everyone. Some people are dumb or lazy or selfish or just complete egomaniacs. That's okay. It's not your job to change everyone. Some people don't want to change or think that they need to. Ultimately, they have to live with themselves. So that was that. And then um, I decided to pull out a piece of paper and rewrite it. So I did. Okay. Um... Okay, but when I rewrote it, I had to write those words and physically cross them out to show what I was rewriting. So I rewrote it as, okay, you can't help everyone, cross out. Every client is worthy of coaching. Some people are dumb or lazy or selfish or just complete egomaniacs, cross out. Some people have a tougher shell slash exterior due to past trauma or life experiences. I kept, that's okay. 
Um, it's not your job to change everyone, crossed off. It's your job to treat everyone with respect and to build a relationship with your clients. Some people don't want to change, crossed off. Some people need more time and support to change or think they need to, cross. Uh, it's not our job to determine their worth. Every client is worthy of coaching. I also left this part. Ultimately, they have to live with themselves. That's true. Um, I hope to be a part of their journey. So that's my life coaching. Um, I just feel that as a coach, I'll just use one part of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree that there's some people that just may not be ready or at, at you know, ready to, to change or do something. But um, I feel as a coach, you need to have a more positive mindset. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we don't, we don't know the context of, you know, that was just sort of put on his story in, in some way, like who knows what prompted that. But I think, yeah, without the context and just seeing it, it, it definitely felt negative and sort of, um, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Just like overcritical or, or something. As, as a level four seminar staff member, don't you think that you should think about maybe the lack of context and what people may take from that before you just blindly post? Perhaps. Yes. Yeah. And I guess I, because it specifically said life coaching, like that we're giving a life lesson here. Okay. Well, you can get a, you can be firm, but in a different mindset. Um, so I do want to acknowledge that I did private message this person. And I said to them, wondering if you're open to a different mindset or perspective. And I sent that to, to him and he just responded with, I love it. Thank you. So nothing else. Um, but you know, I wasn't really sending it because I wanted to engage in this conversation with him. It was more like, again, I just want to offer that there's a different perspective. So maybe he'll think next time about his words and, and maybe choose them a little bit more carefully or more positively. So if this was just posted by an athlete or that's one thing, this is a person who teaches people how to coach. Mm -hmm. And that is where I think it's a little more frustrating than just a blind post by someone who should, this is by someone who should know better. And should do better. Yeah. But thank you for sharing. Yeah, that was awesome. Good job. So, and anything else going on in your life this week? Playoff football game is tonight or is uh, Friday. So is this, this is a must win. Well, I mean, yeah, they're out. I mean, they they're allowed to then continue to play games if they want to, but mm -hmm. you know, just to play. But um, so yeah, I, I, again, I, every Friday, I, every Friday night that we get, I'm just happy that we get a Friday night, and um, so I had the. Uh, the o offensive line team over again tonight for dinner and we cooked 10 pounds of tater tots oh my gosh 10 pounds of tater tots how, where do you cook that well, over a campfire to be honest 
Scott did it. He said it took five cookie sheets. Yeah, five batches. <laughs> yeah, five batches. I love it. That's great. Yeah. Mm, now I want tater tots. But it's cool that you guys do that. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I mean, to be able to do that for a bonding. And, and it's the, the, so nice. I mean, they sit outside, so it's not like I'm, you know screwing with their their covid regulations like everybody is you know sitting outside and you know we serve them and so the bad thing about playoff football is it's an abrupt end to your year <laughs> and it's usually a negative end <laughs> right. for most teams yeah, yeah. <laughs> except for one right right <laughs> unless you're state champion right it's a negative end for everybody else everybody else gets a negative end yeah yeah that's exciting. Oh, good. Well, I hope you get a couple more weeks in. Yeah, me too. Uh, for me, uh, been back and forth to Pennsylvania so many times already. Uh, actually going back tomorrow um, just to help my mom out with a couple projects that my dad started and, and wasn't able to finish and uh, doing that for them. Um, I met with my doctor yesterday. I was hoping to get the pick line out so bad. Um, but she said, no, she said I could stop the antibiotics because everything's going really well. Um, but she wants to leave the pick line in, in case I need to have the antibiotics started again and it needs to be done quickly. Yeah. Um, I said, well, if you're leaving it in, I might as well do the antibiotics because <laughs> it's the pick line that bugs me, bugs me the most. Right. Um, yeah. and restricts me from doing what I want to do. Yeah. And, uh, she said, okay, then let's do the, do that for two weeks because she's on vacation next week Ugh. but <clears throat> the wound on my right leg is down to the size of a quarter nice and uh so this week she silver nitrated them which means that <clears throat> it's like cauterizing the ends of the arteries and so that it heals faster and she did that on both legs kind of burns a little bit for a while but um but if it helps me get done with this and these casts off and my legs healed, I'm willing to do whatever. Yeah. But it Home does stretch. appear, it does appear that everybody is like, they're prepping me with, do you have compression socks for when these heal? Do you have like all this stuff? They want me to prep for when they're done. And that's the first time in two years they've had that optimistic outlook. So that's great. We're, we're really, really close. Awesome. But I got it. What started the the bounce back was these uh, special sponges they put on, and it looks like the memory foam from like a bed topper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it pulls all the the fluid away from the wound so that it can be dry and heal. It's amazing. They're like these new things that just came out. Um, it's it is like I am totally pain free now. There is actually a layer of skin covering all the nerves. That's so awesome. <clears throat> totally pain-free uh, except for that little burning of the silver nitrate. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, everything's been really good. And I'm, I, I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but it feels like I'm getting there. Yeah. And back to the gym. I, I know that first workout, I am going to be on the floor <laughs> after like 60 seconds. Yeah. Um, okay. But I can't wait for that feeling. If you know what I mean, if you, you guys know what I mean. I do. totally know what you mean. Yeah. So, um, so let's go into our questions of the week. And my first question to everyone is just kind of a tribute to my father and Kat's grandfather. 
and it's uh, tell us your favorite memory of your father or father figure. So let's start with Amy, because I know her father. You do <clears throat> know my father. So it's really hard. I know that I'm sure as you guys were thinking about this question, it's really hard to just pick one, but I picked one from very early childhood because it's always been like this running joke in my family. So we had, um, I was in preschool and um, it was like, bring your dad to preschool like an evening. And that Scott, you'll laugh at this one part because this reminds me of your old days. So we, we had a snack there and the snack was Ritz crackers and spray cheese <laughs> out, of a crate, out of a can. I don't know why I remember this so much, but um, my dad, like I like had made, made some, you know, and then I look over and my dad had eaten them and he has always blamed me for eating them. Like, so we always say, dad, you ate my snack at Tump's because that was my preschool. And he's like, no, you ate my snack. And so like, even now when I'm, you know, in my forties, I'll write a card to him, you know, happy Father's Day, and you ate my snack at times. <laughs> so cute. like, we just still tease each other about eating this snack, so. Your that's... dad is one of the funniest people I've ever met. <laughs> if anybody who knows me knows how like inappropriate jokes I make, if you just hang out with either one of my parents, you know where I easily get it. I come by it very honestly. Well, I used to hang out with your mom at the chiropractor. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I know. And your dad at the gym. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my dad had a nickname for me. He used to call me Grinny Rinny. I guess I smiled a lot. Grinny Rinny. Because mm -hmm. Catherine, right? And then he we used to turn it into these different names like Grinneth Rinneth. Um, um, my dad was a song leader at church. So he's got this really deep voice. And he would usually sing that. Um, to me all the time. But he used to say something when we were, when I was little, he used to always ask me the question, why are you so cute? Why are you so cute? And the answer would always be because you love me. Right. And so like we say that to each other now, even, and he'll say it to my kids, you know, he's taught it to, um, you know, his grandchildren and things like that. So the grinny rinny, grinneth rinneth is always something that I'll be fond of. And then that, that question um, and my dad's still around, so like he still tells me that all the time. <laughs> How come you're so cute? <laughs> well, my favorite memory is it's weird because like people have met my dad recently. Like my dad has really bad knees from all the years of working on cement floors and <clears throat> and all that. <clears throat> but when I was a kid, um, he was so sneaky athletic, and my dad was completely ambidextrous. He could throw a ball with both hands. He could bat both ways. Like it was freakish. And my biggest memory is he would play catch with me for hours and hours and hours. And, and he would try to throw me balls that like they were sliders or curve balls or knuckle balls or in the dirt or, and he would get this like, shitty ass grin on his face when he like when I was surprised by something and and he just loved like doing that to me and and catching me off guard and what it did is it like it increased my eye hand coordination at a tremendous rate and my reaction time because I never knew what was coming 
And he could, and he might throw with his left hand, might throw with his right hand. You don't know where it's coming from. That means the ball is going to curve a different direction, uh, depending on what arm it's coming. Like just crazy stuff. Um, and he had he had a way of throwing that was super hard. It wasn't necessarily fast, but it would hit your glove in a in a hard way. And he just would grin about it. And what it did is it made me so good, especially as a pitcher. You don't have a lot of time to react to a ball hit back to you. And I got so good at like snagging balls that were hit right back at me because of all of that stuff that came at me as a kid. Um, and it was like, it was just our time of, of playing with each other. And then when I got to throw curve balls back at him and knuckle balls back at him and I got to be good and um, it was just a ton of fun, but he would do that with a football too, both hands. Yeah. He'd throw it underhand, all kinds of stuff. But, um, but yeah, I'm, the best part about this weekend is when everybody was remembering and I got to remember like way back when I was a kid, all the stuff we did together. And uh, that was the biggest memory. Love it. So uh, the second question might be a clue to a future guest. Just saying, Hmm. if a genie comes down and says, I will make you an Olympian in whatever sport you want it to be in. What sport would you pick? Kat, you get to go first now. Easy. Gymnastics, 100%. I mean, it's, it's the one thing that I struggle with in CrossFit, so I would love to be great at that. And because growing up as a dancer, it was kind of related anyway. I probably, based on the way my body is built, I probably should have been a gymnast <laughs> instead of a ballerina um, going into it. So uh, definitely that. I did think about, I did have a thought that maybe – because I hate running so much, maybe I should be like an Olympic, I don't know, does, is there a marathon in the Olympics? There is. Something like that to just, so that I would be over the hump and that would be something that I would enjoy. But I think, I think being a gymnast would be way more fun. Sorry, Aim. It's okay. Mine's a hundred percent gymnast. Yeah, it was pretty easy. watching it as a kid. That was my favorite thing to watch gymnastics in the Olympics. And And you'd have, and you'd have that muscle up right but i also just think it translates to any sport having body awareness in time and space yeah yeah all right scott you all right um so this is gonna be weird because everybody would think i would say swimming because that's kind of like that was my path for a very long time uh but actually i want to be a diver Mm. yeah um, a funny story when I was a senior and, um, our coach gave us the option to swim any event we wanted to swim. And I wrote down dive <laughs> and my coach was like, what? I said, I can do all the dives. It's not pretty, but I can do them all. And she goes, are you sure you can do them? And I'm like, I'm sure. So she let me dive in a meet. I got disqualified because of the way I crow hop on the board mm. to, to make a bigger bounce. Um, but I did all the dives. I think the judges just thought I was making a mockery of the sport. <laughs> and so they disqualified me. <clears throat> but um, my sister was a diver when I grew up and she was really good. Um, I, I just would want to do that. I think it's something that like my body type now would never be able to do, but I'd love to be graceful. And I love flipping in the air. I'd, like I go off diving boards and do flips and stuff all the time. Uh, so I just, I would love to do that. 
That's cool. You know, I was on, I was a diver in my sophomore year. I dove. It was super fun. Um, high school or college? High school. Mm-hmm. High school. Yeah. I dabbled. <laughs> I dabbled in one meet and got disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. That would be fun. That was a fun All question. Right. So I'm going to turn it over to Kat to tell you who we're having on next week. Uh, oh my okay. gosh. We have, we, I got to say we, the lineup we have waiting for people, it's getting better and better as the days go on. It really is. So next Monday, we are releasing an episode that we recorded last week with Sam and Jen Dancer, the very pregnant Jen Dancer. And jacked the, and pregnant. Jacked and pregnant. The <laughs> two of them are just the coolest people. Um, I can't wait for them to become parents. They're so kind. Um, we talk, I don't think we talked about CrossFit or COVID the entire time during the, during the interview, which was pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, Sam um, in the first sentence said, can we get through this whole thing without talking about that COVID the, thing? The thing. Yeah. And we, and we made it the whole time without yeah. saying COVID. Yeah. It was a really fun, I felt like we could have talked for another hour or two. There were so many other things I wanted to dig into, but they were very gracious with their time. I mean, here they are. 10 days away from having a baby and they just put on this um, charity event at their box Q town CrossFit. And they just, it was awesome. Awesome to have them. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And I, I do want to give you a huge shout out because it was a really difficult day for me and, and Amy couldn't be on. And so you kind of had to take it the bull by the horns and go, and you did a great job. Oh, thanks. So it was fun. So huge shout out. Thank you. All right. It's that time of the week. Amy's favorite thing. (laughs) Best thing from the internet. And go. Well, I'm excited because if you know me, I love true crime, mostly real true crime stuff, but I'll dabble in some fictional stuff. But I did just see Dexter is coming out with 10 new episodes. Mm Hmm. So Dexter is the story of a serial killer who kills other serial killers to get them and off then, the street. <laughs> and doesn't he it. work with the police to find the serial killers? Like he's like a blood spatter, blood the blood spatter expert. Yeah. Huh. I've always been intrigued by it, but I never dove in. It's pretty good. Maybe we'll have to do that if new TV doesn't come back. really right cat so speaking of tv um i fell into a black hole binge watching designated survivor on netflix so that a couple months ago yeah so and i'm you know i'm not a huge fan of like white house (laughs) action drama uh what was it national treasure type stuff (laughs) um the best part about this whole thing is that about three weeks ago, my husband was watching this show on Netflix and he kept saying like, Hey, I'm watching the show. It's really cool. Do you like, do you want to watch it with me? And I would be sitting in the same room as him and sort of seeing a couple things. And I'm like, no, I'm done. And I would tune out, put my earphones on, headphones on and do something else or leave the room. TikTok. And he watched, you know, he's like, Oh, it's really good. He watched the whole season. It was great. Well, I guess it was Saturday. I had some downtime and I was just, flipping around Netflix and I found this designated survivor and it's a story about 
um, during the State of the Union address, the Capitol building is um, attacked by terrorists and blown to smithereens and everybody dies. And apparently what happens in the government when there's a big um, uh, assembly of important people, they choose a designated survivor to not attend the event and keep in like a safe place. And they chose like the the cabinet member who's like the head of housing and urban development, like this dorky guy who, well, he's now the president. <laughs> so basically in like five minutes, he becomes the president and he has to deal with this terrorist act. And it's just a really cool story and it gets you hooked. There's lots of conspiracy theories and, and everything else. Well, I was up until 3 a.m. Saturday night watching this show. And there were still like eight episodes left. It's like 21 episodes in the series. Like I'm used to like 13, 14 episodes and I just keep, <coughs> keeps going. I was like, when is this going to be over? Well, next morning I come down and I'm like, Chris, you got to see this series. It's so good. Designated Survivor. And he's like, that's the show I've been watching for the last like two weeks that you wouldn't watch with me. And I was like, oh, Oops, sorry. It's so good. Yeah. So I finally yeah. finished it. The same thing happened to me. My wife started watching it and I was like working on a podcast and I just kind of was catching it and like, wait, that looks really good. Yeah. And so then I got sucked in and her and I watched the whole thing. That's awesome. Yeah. It was really, really good. I'm, I'm in season two. I don't love season two as much and I'm having trouble sort of staying focused, but it was good for season one. Yeah. Season three kind of dives a little more. Just oh, there's not- more. See, I can't. I can only do a few at a time. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I I have two, but one super short. I promise. <laughs> of course you do. It's okay. So my first one is my is my real full best thing from the internet, and it was on make make pods great again. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big music buff. I've said that a couple times before. Um, one of the rock legends passed away last week and he's actually right there there he is yep and he's been there for all of our podcasts i don't know if you guys really knew that but uh that's eddie van halen um i have two favorite groups an a and an an a1 and a2 and that's u2 and van halen and uh it was really sad that he died um john woolley who hosts make pods great again um for people don't know went to college to study guitar Hmm. Um, and if you look at the backdrop of their podcast, uh, he has some of his vintage guitars behind him and I've even played guitar for a while. I don't tell a lot of people because, uh, I am not Eddie Van Halen. I am not John Woolley. Um, but I dabble and, uh, he is, he is a rock legend to me and a hero. Uh, I've seen them in concert, uh, three times. Um, and so, yeah, Eddie just, Van Halen, not John Woolley, right? John, right. Eddie Van Halen. Okay. And John did a, a great job of kind of describing how it sucked that he died. Uh, he's a real genius and kind of described it. And they actually went off on a tangent about how important music is and how it's kind of changed. And, and he thinks that the downfall of music was when albums went away because this, that took the storytelling away. Yeah. Like if you listen to a Van Halen album from cover to cover, it kind of tells you a story. Um, and then all that went away when albums went away, but it's really good. Um, it's only like the first 15 minutes of their podcast, but I was really entranced by it and uh, really appreciated it. My other thing is, I don't know if you remember a couple episodes back, maybe 20, 25 episodes back. Uh, my best thing from the internet was seeing 
reruns of Supermarket Sweep. Yes. Did you see they're bringing it back? (laughs) (laughs) This Sunday night. Look at your face. Look how happy you are right now. Is back (laughs) with host Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's going to be good. So if you're not doing anything Sunday night, because the games aren't this week, and you hear the beep, think of the fun you can have on Supermarket Supermarket Sweep. I love it. Hey, have we talked about the Mike Tyson? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Slap fighting. Uh, All right. So that is our episode for the week. We want to give a huge shout out to RX Mark Gear and Dave for coming on tonight. He is an amazing guy. Um, I've had a rough week and he's reached out to me, which is so cool. And uh, I thank him for that. Just remember everything in their store. You can get 15% off. How can you do it? Tell them, Kat. Clydesdale 15, all caps. That's everything except special editions and new releases. And it can prevent you from doing what, Amy? Um, Round the world. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Clydesdale 15, all caps. Make sure you use that code to get 15% off. Um, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, tell all your friends. Um, I love the comments. We're getting more and more, uh, either on social media or on the YouTube stuff. Uh, but I love the debates. I love the back and forth. Um, Andrew Sten is getting super aggressive uh, and putting posts every week. So that's awesome. And, uh, we always like Michael and bacon and all those guys. Um, but Jaxie 16 on Instagram. She's going nuts. Loving it all. It is so fun to read the comments. That brings me joy every week. And I know it does the co-hosts as well. So uh, throw those comments in there. Tell your friends. Spread the word. We're getting bigger and bigger. And the lineup that is coming up is unbelievable. So stay tuned. And we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Bye. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.